Welcome to the Mike Hewitt Show. Nine years and growing. It's about family, business, work, and politics like you've never heard it before. Yep, it's true. There's more than just a touch of wry humor mixed in. And now your host, Mike Hewitt. Folks, I am Mike Hewitt. Co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedendorski. Miles, you made it back into the studio again. Wow. What a concept. That's not bad. Uh, we're gonna maybe we should stop calling him Squishy and start calling him Mr. Fifty Fifty. I was here last week. <laughs> must have must not have been anything profound. We don't remember you being here. My fans do. <laughs> yeah. Uh Miles Bauer, tell us what Victor Davis Hansen is talking about. Yeah, so I was reading an article from uh townhall.com that um, Victor Davis Hansen wrote a few days ago. And he, he goes into how the United States is obsessing over being woke in almost every area of our lives and how the, remained, uh, the rest of the world doesn't want to have anything to do with woke. Right. He uh, talks about, um, you know, we, we obsess whether biological men can compete in women's sports. If you complain about the spike in crime, you're a racist. That we should be tolerant of the conditions going on in cities like San Francisco and L.A., where we're bringing back medieval diseases and we're not supposed to, you know, complain about that and how we're, we are re recruiting people to the Pentagon and to the CIA, but we're concentrating on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Right. And I think we, we talked about it la last week about, you know, when I, when I said the military, should be about killing people or breaking things. That's what it was designed to do. Like it or not, that's how war works. Unless you're using your military apparatus as a social engineering uh, mechanism, which is what it's being used for. But listen, I I agree with the things that you've that you've articulated from him. But I, I still get caused pause because when I look at these topics. Um, in fact, I'm actually borrowing a point you've made periodically over the years, Miles. When I look at these various things that are on the list you just recited, um, I, the first thing I th think of is that this is what I refer to as the Democrats' um, litany of 1% campaigns. So th that's how I see it. They're looking to get a half a percent here, a percent there. What they're telling the woke crowd is entirely different than they're telling mom and pop in suburban America. Uh, I mean, I use Whitmer here, Governor Whitmer. What do you call her? Wicked Witch of the North. We'll use some of the things that if you, if you isolate what she's actually doing versus what she's saying, she actually is supporting the funding the police. Uh, <laughs> she... <laughs> She doesn't. She remains quiet when I say carjackings are up 764 percent in the state of Michigan. And folks, those that those of you that are not in Michigan, 
understand that she perfectly represents the Democrat Party. She, to her own, I have to paraphrase, but to her words, she's riding with Biden. Riding with Biden, I think is the exact quote. These are national themes that she's advocating. She doesn't actually say them, but the result of it, how do you say 764% increase in carjackings, let, let's uh, defund the police. How does that fit in the same paragraph? Could have been a 1,000. Violent crimes up 12.9%, murders up 30%, aggravated assaults up 24.3%. Uh, illegal immigrants uh, tell Sterling Heights Police, Sterling Heights, Michigan, uh, they are moving 200, I'm sorry, 20,000 fentanyl pills uh, for drug cartel. That's Sterling Heights, Michigan. Listen, that's an area I grew up in. And it's on the other side of the state from where I have lived for the last 20-plus years. But how? what I don't understand, Miles, and I'm hoping you or Lud, I don't, somebody will help me understand how abortion to birth, how all of these crime rates, how defund police, how to, for gasoline, by the way, now that they've been forced to turn the tap off on the strategic oil reserves, gasoline is back up to new heights. How does the average Democrat go, yeah, that's me, I support that? Miles, how does that mindset make all of these things make sense to your average Mr. and Mrs. Democrat voter? I genuinely, well, I, I don't want, understand it. They, they, they want people to take their eyes off of how much money they just spent at the gas pump or how much money they just spent at the store. And really, the only issue they have is abortion. And it's the only thing because, I mean, if you look everywhere else, what, the stock market, again, has gone into the uh, toilet, um, which is killing people's retirement. That was predictable. Um, we predicted. I mean, yeah. you know, so they're, they, they, they only really have one thing to try to distract people with. Well, they hit your heartstrings, right? And I'm driving yesterday, and I and I see a lady who needs help. And I don't have much myself, but I thought, man, I, I you know feel bad. It says she's got some kids. She's you know. But then I look over to her left, and I see a now hiring sign at Walmart, and thought, well, you should probably read the signs around you. So I didn't give her any, but they hit the heartstrings. All those people who gave twenty dollars to Bernie, they didn't have twenty dollars. They didn't. That that's no hard string. If I give you twenty and you pay off my education, that's a pretty significant investment for twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But so I owed one hundred and fifty thousand. I gave that, that communist twenty bucks, and he paid off my debt. But you weren't talking about that. You were talking about the social issues. Uh, but but and listen, that's what they look at too. But these folks don't Most stand back. Do. These folks that gave twenty bucks to Bernie never sat back and say, "Who's going to actually pay no. for my crazy?" Social engineering, higher uh, education. I, Miles, love to both of you. How did I just get the fire from all this? I'm trying to no, be no. in on it. Uh, you're in on it. You're right <laughs> up to your ears. I don't understand how anybody could go, yes, I like that. I know that you're ripping off my neighbor yeah. to pay for my education. They don't, they don't know that. But yeah, they know that. No, what do they think these? No, where do they think the money's coming from? The government. The government doesn't have any they money. They don't know that. The, the government does not and has never owned a penny. Remember, I'm in the classroom with these kids coming to high school. Yep. They don't know that. How can they not know it? 
Shame on you, professor. No, no. They know when they leave my class. <laughs> they don't know when entering the classroom. That's how they know it, because they took my class. Because we express explicitly, very much so, talk about no free lunch. Nothing's free. Someone's paying for it. And by the end of the class, everybody knows that. Trust me. Everybody, nobody wants free college. After I explain to them, you're paying for it now, and you're going to pay for it in 10 years when it starts. Mike, they all know. That is, that is a scary thought that Lude is going to lead us to the promised land. <laughs> well, you should get on board. <laughs> get on board. Oh, boy. There's a few extra seats, but, you know, uh, you got to be the right, the right demographic to be on this board. 50% say that abortion should be legal. That's according to Gallup.com. And listen, I, I get that. And uh, 35% said legal with some conditioning. But, but there's virtually nobody, vir when I say that virtually nobody, 80 plus percent do not think it should be abortion till birth. So you go, well, wait a minute. All of these people like Whitmer, the effect of what she is saying is that. Nobody, by the way, wants their sons and daughters maimed, raped, murdered, but yet they're okay with saying, I'm going to vote for the crazy lady that says defend, defund the, the well, police. When I and you, you heard the crime stats I read. Do they do what Miles did? Plug your nose and press the button? I know he didn't go. Miles, how, do, how many times did you vote for O Romney? Uh, zero. There. Now, listen on that <laughs> note, we've got to go to a break, but stay with us right there, folks. We'll be right back. All right, Miles Bauer, we're at break. Right as we go to break, you're talking about you never voted for Romney. So during break, you can't see him because you're, you're zooming in from Chicago. But Ludwig is doing hand flips in here, thinking, I've got him, I got him, I got him. Lud, what did he do? So how many times did you vote for Obama then? I didn't. Yeah, you did. You stayed home. You voted for the other one then. So he's saying by default... You voted for uh, Obamney. Yeah, along with the other, what, three million evangelicals. Listen, I got to tell you on that point. I'm not going to, Miles, by all means, defend yourself. But yeah. I can't, I, to, to me, tell me where I'm wrong, Miles Bauer. When right. I, at the time I did vote for Obamney or Ron, whichever one you want to call him, I couldn't tell him apart. Yes. I, I really, I just flatly couldn't do it. And so yeah, this is the reason why I didn't think I was voting for o o Obama when I just skipped president in that election, because it really didn't matter. They were the same. And we don't have the option to go none of the above. So I'm going Obama or Romney. I can't tell them apart. Right. I couldn't. Honestly. And Lud, I get your point. And I and Miles will tell you in the beginning of that back, once I heard that story, I chastised him, and then I went, "Wait a minute, I think the boy's right," because he was right. And and you know what? We've watched Romney absolutely prove, document that Miles Bauer was correct in that election cycle. If he would have turned around and become a great statesman. Even if I didn't particularly care for him, I would have defended him. Mm -hmm. What he did instead, every single thing that that old codger did 
was contrary to what what Republican, small r, Republican form of self-governance means. He was, he is, bookends with with uh, former President Obama. Is that accurate, Miles Bauer? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that you know, because Lute, I I uh, certainly uh, understand it. I did have to hold my nose to vote for McPain, but I I did that strictly because of Palin. That's what I remember you talking about. It. The difference, I, I, and because of what we talked about the first segment here, being about social, not economical. Okay, economically they're pretty lined. Socially they were not. And I think a lot of our division. Who's not? Who's not? Romney and Obama. Oh, they're bookends. You think that yeah. Romney wants to defund the police? I no, I don't think he cared enough to launch a campaign. And if right. I'm wrong, he would use his Senate seat right now to push back on it. And instead, he sits there with his lips stapled shut, sitting on his hands. Well, they're going to lose he it. He does nothing. They're going to lose it because he doesn't do anything. But they're going to lose it. They only if, have fifty. If he were a fraction of the leader, doesn't matter. If he were a fraction of the leader, he run around telling people he was. He'd be doing something. He'd be using his moderate position to drag some of the folks on the other side across to common sense. Yeah, Instead, but... he believes them. He agrees with them. And the only the only evidence I've got is that he does nothing. As a U.S. senator, he does nothing to advance what's right and what's and, and, and stymie what's wrong. Because everybody's busy saying it won't go anywhere. Yeah, because it's not going to. Cinema because it's math. Mansion. It's math. Yeah, math says you can't do it. He he could use his influence. Those two aren't if, coming. They if he were, fold. I doesn't have to be those two. You're telling me that out of fifty, he can't go across and use his esteem. No. To drag anybody over, no. he can't reason with the public. It's not about the public. It is about the. But it's always about the public. Well, it's supposed always, to be, but it's I, not. It always is. That's where you and I really disagree. Every time I hear, they'll say that rotten politician only does that to get reelected, and they say it as if the voters don't part. They're not part of that loop. I know they do that crazy stuff to get those votes. Yes, he could use that fact to lead a campaign to push back on these nitwits, and he doesn't because he's one of them. What about saying he's not part of that? He's absolutely political is. atmosphere and environment. Absolutely, that I, vote's going nowhere. Top Democrat candidates seek to cash in with women-themed campaign merchandise, but won't define the term. <laughs> Literally none of the Democrats in elective office federally were able to provide a definition for the word woman. Wasn't there a women's march? This is from foxnews.com, but, but I found it everywhere. They're out selling all kinds of campaign paraphernalia, trying to trying to say that the Republicans are terrible to women, they can't even define what a woman is. Well, they can when it comes to money. They, no, they can when it, yep, yeah, but no, they don't. They won't actually stand in front of a microphone and say those last millions of dollars we've got came from females, women. They won't say it because their screwball far-left-wing base has bought into their 1% campaign. I... I, I <laughs> And I'm looking back at mom pa Democrat going, how do you support this rot gut brain dead nonsense? How do you do that? Well, I, I remember during during when I ran and stories you told about when you ran is there's people who are issue voters, right? Single issue voters. Right. 
and they get a thing in that says they're right, they're, they're a Democrat they're voting for is pro-choice from the pro-choice foundation, whatever. They look at nothing else. They get that in, they go, they take that card to the polls, they vote for it. Right. And I think that is a good chunk of Americans. They just get something in the mail that says, this is the guy or the female, I'm going to go up for that. They don't look at anything else. Listen, listen, my phone for the last 10 days, I've been getting it blown up via text from Beto O'Rourke and, and a whole bunch of other far-left Democrats. I'm going, wait a minute, and I'm not nobody, so please don't over, I'm not over-appraising myself. But I am the third district chair for the Michigan Republican Party, and I do a conservative radio show approaching our 10th anniversary. I'm getting my phone blown up by far-left Democrats. That tells me something. It tells me that their internal polling says that they desperately need to reach across and get anybody they can. And it is single-issue voting, by the way. That's how they're able to do all their crazy 1% campaigns. They got this 1% here, that group don't, don't, you folks don't need to talk to those folks over there. In fact, we're going to divide you with hatred and anxiety because we don't want you talking. That's how Democrat leadership does this. Well, but, I, but I still look at mom and pop Democrat that probably are good people and go, how do you support this stuff? Well, I think that's part of why they're in trouble right now is that single issue voter isn't about single issue abortion voting right now. It's, it's economy. It's inflation and stock market, all the things that are financial, and they're running on the single issue of abortion. But that's not the issue this time around. And I think you're right. They are reaching across because they're in trouble. I, I know I'm right. But but if you follow the media. Oh, they're not in trouble. Yahoo.com, CNN, BBC. If you follow the media, the wave is gone. They're on fire, and we're busy beating each other up. Miles, is that true? How about that um, news source that I found up there in Michigan, the Independent Michigan? That's owned by um, American progressives for screwing up the country or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and it, isn't that amazing? So they have to resort to coming up with fake news sites right. to sway people in a certain direction. So, folks, what you got to understand is what Miles is getting at is that they they literally come up with this website and they they promote it and they display it as if it's a news website. But when you start to read it, it gets crazy laughable. People buy into it. Listen, we're down to just a brief moment before break, but I'm, <laughs> I'm reading about this Keith Ellison. In Minnesota, abortion key to Keith Ellison's second-term hopes. And I pause and I think, imagine having your congressional, your congressional ability to, to, to win re-election entirely based on abortion till birth. I, I, folks, I'm just telling you, I hate to beat the drum over and over again, but I don't think I'd want to win re-election if the only way I could win is to call for babies to get murdered. They're, they're fighting and they're going to die on their sword on this issue, this uh, election cycle. It's not what people are worried about. They're worried about buying food, gas, and housing. I, listen, I, 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 first off, I agree with that. Holy smokes, that don't happen often. Folks, stay with us, and we'll count Ludwig's correctness for the, for the year so far. <laughs> we don't have time.
Folks, if you're just tuning in, I am Mike, your co-hosts, Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedemdorski. And before we start beating up on Lud again, I got to ask you, I got to remind you, please email me, Mike at themikehewittshow.com. We're now on Spotify and we're on Apple Podcasts, broadcasting from our flagship station, WHTC Holland, Michigan, 1450 AM, 99.7 FM. The three of us, and I think Jared too, the four of us were having a ball with this. Send me an email. Tell me if you agree. Tell me if you disagree. If you wish we'd talk about something else, let us know what it is. I respond to everybody, and I absolutely love to hearing it. Now back to pounding on Ludwig. Have you got all my emails? Six. You've been correct six times this year. (sighs) Just today. Uh, but if you got all my emails, because I t- email you at least ten times a week telling you how wrong you are. Mike? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Miles. We yeah. have got to talk about Lude's closest friend, Oprah. I, he's, she's on the list. Yeah. Well, Oprah is on the list. And I got to tell you, and you, folks, you got to understand, this is an article. Miles, I'm glad you picked it up. So Shania Twain has dinner with Oprah Winfrey. All went sour over the topic of religion. That is actually from Fox News, but I found it, again, Yahoo, CNN, everybody talked about this particular topic. Uh, No room for debate, according to Twain. Uh, It just wasn't debatable. Uh, Said her conversation about religion with uh, Oprah Winfrey. Listen, I did a a three-minute, what they call a three-minute feature about Oprah Winfrey couple years ago, a year ago, Lud, you've had dinner with her a couple times. Mm -hmm. So in my show notes, it says Lud's girl. (laughs) Shocker. (laughs) At least this one's real. Now, and what what Shania Twain is trying to say is that she's she's not saying the words, these are my words, but that she's a religious zealot. Is that a fair statement? Did you read the article, Lud? Um, Yeah, a little bit. When you met with her, now I'm not teasing you for a minute. Yeah, no. I will in a minute. But I'm not there yet. When you met with her, did you find her to be a religious zealot? No. I, I've not met her. No. But when I did the feature, I had to research her life. So here's a young lady that got bounced all over as a little girl. She literally was wearing burlap sacks as dresses. And now she's a billionaire. Hugely successful. I don't agree with her on a lot of politics. But if you put your intellectual hat on and stand back... And look at what she's been able to achieve from being molested as a 13-year-old by a relative of her father's, bounced back and forth from state to state between between divorced or separated divorced parents. What, what a tremendous success story. By the way, I'll underline it. What a tremendous American success story. I don't think that she could have achieved the heights that she achieved anywhere else. Now, reading what I've read about her says that she believes the church, choir, and in that state of mind, put her on the path to where she's at. So it's not a wonder for me to stand back and read that that she takes her faith very seriously. Lud, what's your view of what we're talking about? So, one, we always know don't talk religion and politics, right? That's something you just don't bring up. That's so. even part of the article. Yeah. Part of the etiquette book from 1888 Never talk about religion and politics in polite company. But I can tell you, I had a very swayed view of Oprah when I when I met her and did not want to meet her. And somehow she took a liking to me. I know you guys are probably shocked about that too, but 
there was nothing I ever felt confrontational with her on anything. And we talked about a lot of politics because Trump had just become president and her chance of running. She wasn't a big Trump fan. No, she even told a story about how she had run into him and Melania at a restaurant right after he won. And neither one would say hi until Melania came by and said hi. And then he said, hi, Oprah. And he goes, she goes, oh, hi, Donald. (laughs) Like. (laughs) <laughs> there was nothing confrontational in anything we discussed. And, I mean, right. we just we talked about everything. Her running for president, Trump, uh, gays and lesbians, race. We talked about everything. There was never a time where I felt this is awkward. I actually felt her open to hearing what I was saying. Now, Dude, maybe her Luke, subject the, is religion. The reason, the reason why you didn't have any confrontations, as Mike and I can uh, have witnessed over the years, is because you're squishy about everything. <laughs> But doesn't he have more in common voting for Obama? Mr. 50-50 Squishy. <laughs> I'm willing to listen. Doesn't mean I'm willing to change. There's uh, a big difference. Yeah, listen, I get that. I, I, I'm truly impressed with her life story. Yeah, really it's incredible. Am. So when I stand back and I, and I try to get my head around, which one of these two ladies do I agree with? I don't see Oprah running around talking about how it was a, an awkward conversation. I see Twain running around. And you know, Oprah saying, "I'm standing by my faith." Listen, I applaud her for that. Yeah, I really do. Miles, what's your take on it? Before we get back to pounding on Ludwig about something, I couldn't read the article, so I didn't get into to to the details. Uh, well, one of those that wouldn't open for you. No, uh, it's that Fox News wants me to uh, jump through three hoops and spin around, touch my nose, and so. Let me ask you this though. Who? Either one of you. If she was going to be rude to somebody and contentious about a subject, would she be rude with somebody who's got a thousand Facebook friends or somebody who's got 40 million followers? Well, I don't, I don't think that Shania Twain said she was rude. Well, to make an awkward situation. She like, just was not willing to, to, to debate it. Yeah, it's, you know, my faith is my faith, and let's talk about something different. Yeah, and I don't see a problem I, with that. I didn't get in. I don't either, by the way. And, and there are some. I can be a pragmatist because in the political arena, I'll have people say, Mike, boy, you were not squishy. They'll say, it seemed like you were open to debate on that. I do have some things I'm willing to make a trade on. But there are some things that are simply not for sale. There's no trade. Are you telling me? We trade you away. Are you telling me you're using democratic language on me? You call me squishy, but when it's you, it's no, pragmatic it's, it's, and it's different. open to discussion? <laughs> like there's no recession now, but there was for four years during Trump? Uh, there was no recession then. Well, there was. No. During COVID, two consecutive quarters, mean recession. Not that it was a real recession, but it, by the definition. A fake recession. Yeah. A COVID-driven one. Love. Government-driven, before we get Mike off. Of- so I need to, once in a while, I have to look to Miles to get some counseling. This time I got to say, Miles, where in the heck we get him at? Where were we thinking that day? I saw you out. I, mean, I yeah, came I and sold a gun. <laughs> All right. All right. I, just talking about the Democrat 1% campaigns, and that's genuinely, folks, how I see them as 1% campaigns. Um, just like I said, they've got everyone divided. Miles, I think you often refer to it as tribalization. They do yep. have us very tribalized. They've done that on purpose. By the way, it's within both parties. This is not a Democrat phenomenon. It's an American cultural phenomenon. So they can go to all of the various different groups with their 1% campaigns for this one, for that one. And one of my favorites is the global warming, coming ice age, climate change phenomenon where they jut off to Fuji 
Um, but they're against... Nah, well, they're nah. just going to check the sea levels, and there's no other way to get there. Ancient Sahara Seaway illustrates how Earth's climate and creatures can undergo extreme change. Scientists reveal first reconstructions of extinct species and computer map of the Sahara Seaway. Folks, I'm accepting fault on this. I've just wanted everybody to know. I have a Jeep. It's four-wheel drive. It's an SUV. And it's my fault that the Sahara used to be a sea, and now it's a desert. Miles, do you accept some culpability on what happened to the Sahara Seaway? Oh, absolutely. And 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 I'm also worried about the flatulence from all the cows <laughs> that are that are here in Illinois and up in Wisconsin. But you know the thing is, and I I I was reading an article the other day. Did you know that Antarctica used to be green? Yep. And that goes my that's the same by the way, that's partly your fault because you've owned four wheel drives. Right? You know, I'm gonna pledge right now to stop eating refried beans to do my part. It's a little bit late. It is a, a, Jared's on board. <laughs> you on board, Mike? Pledge. Right now, sign the pledge. No more refried right. beans. Miles, where do we get this guy at? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Listen, I when you get into those topics, it some of them are just mind-numbing. They're so stupid. But these folks win campaigns with them. Folks, stay with us, and we will be right back. All right, Miles Bauer, let's change gears. It's too easy picking on Ludwig. Vice President Kamala Harris, not that that's... I say you just picked on somebody easier. Yeah, I have bookends again. Vice President Kamala Harris commends U.S. alliance with Republic of North Korea. Miles, does something seem wrong with that statement? Yeah. But, you know, it it doesn't seem surprising coming out of her, her mouth. I mean... You know, think think of all. I mean, setting aside Biden's gaffes. That's a tough making, one to do. Making mention of a uh, congressperson that was killed last month in a car accident. Where's, yeah. where's Jackie? Where's Jackie? She must where's be Jackie? on her way. She was supposed to be here today. You go. How how do these people do? She this was on. Stuff? She was on top of mind. How do these people do this stuff and have their voters go? It's okay. Because she was on top of mind. Oh, That's man. what the press secretary said, I think, 65 ah, times. Where do we get to the, these? I, anyway, sorry, go on about Kamala. All right, Miles, go I, ahead. With you. I, I, I have read articles, though. The reason why she has so much turnover on her staff, this is Vice President Harris, is that apparently they will give her prep notes and speeches and things, and she won't re- review it ahead of time. Right. So she's just flying by the seat of her pants, that's allegedly. Work, that's working out really well for her. But right? To, but to mistake North and South Korea? Well, especially when you're standing at the demilitarized zone. There you are at the DMZ, yeah. and you're looking north because you got to. And then when she leaves, that's my favorite part, North Korea fires missile after Harris leaves South Korea. In other words, she really had a big impact. Impact on Little Rocket Man. Hey, she finally made it to a border. 
She did make it to a border. Oh, wrong one. It wasn't. It wasn't our border. Oh. Keeping in mind, I'm the guy because I'm a non-interventionist. I'm the guy that I look out the two million people we've got scattered around the world, military folks. The, the numbers are staggering, but we don't defend our own border. I, I, that's that's mind-numbing to me. You know what the problem with the border right now is? This fentanyl thing. Have you heard about the candy-colored fentanyl? Uh, yep. Yeah. People are actually buying these, not because they know it's fentanyl. They're buying it thinking it's nerds or, or sweet tarts right. to hand out at Halloween. Right. And it's fentanyl. But the that's tr- a war. That, that's um, trying to it, kill us. It is a war. But I've said that all along. When you have, you know, we're all lost in these semantics of is it, is it illegal migration? Is it undocumented worker? Is it alien, the one that I often use? Is it any of those things? And I'd say it would be if we were talking about a couple thousand people. But when you're up into the millions, where in fact we did this about a month ago, where I did the math on it, and I'm going, I'm drawing a blank on the math, but as it worked out, it was just shy of five million during the time that Biden has been president, which would make it the twenty-something largest state in the union if they all lived on one. That's not illegal immigration. That's an insurgency. By definition, we can argue about the definitions of words. We talked about that last week, Miles, where they're redefining all the words. Gay right. used to mean happy, and now it's a sexual preference. Uh, used to be able to go to the restaurant and order food, but now you got to tell them your sexual preference before you order your food. You go, wait a minute, what, what is this stuff? This is nonsense stuff. Anyway, I, I, it, it is an insurgency, but, and that's the weapon they're, they're using as drugs. But even take the people out of it, the insurgency there, because I agree 100%. We're not talking about cocaine and marijuana and heroin or ecstasy or meth that somebody who's choosing to buy that drug war. We're talking about a war that China is actually having fentanyl brought across our border to give, be given out to children to kill them. That's a whole other level. How do we know it's China doing it? And I'm not pushing back. Because the re- articles I read is it's China. But and- I, I just don't know that it is or isn't. I'm not pushing back on it. I'm that. just going by what the news is telling me, so okay. who knows? Well, Probably I, not true then. I trust the news. <laughs> I mean, I haven't talked to the Chinese fentanyl maker to know, but um, it it does make sense. And it's coming in through the cartels in China. Those are the two main sources. And that's the fentanyl from ch- the Chinese is apparently where this candy-colored stuff came from. And it's sold as if it's nerds or, or sweet tarts specifically for Halloween. You're talking about six-year-olds, five-year-olds. Nine-year-olds, these are kids that there's a war on that we're not taking care of. Yeah, but but, they, but listen, and I get that, and and I'm I'm not, I don't know the details, so I can't agree and disagree other than acknowledge your words. But one thing we do know for a fact, and that's that China has been extremely invested in America's higher education. So when you stand back, Miles Bauer, like in the early on in the show, uh, you were talking about Victor Davis Hanson and his opining that the rest of the world is not engaged in woke, we are. I submit to you that that's coming from academia entirely. And where is it coming in academia? It's coming from China. They are deeply financially invested in America's higher education. So when you tell me that we're entirely different than everywhere else in the world on these topics, I'm going, yeah, big surprise on that. And the only part surprising to me is that Democrat leadership buys in Again, because they see these things 
as part of their 1% campaign. So, and it's on the list, Miles, do you think Florida Floridians leaving the hurricane's path this week was like illegal immigration? Yeah, Joy, Joy Reid has been a piece of work for quite a while. So it did not surprise me at all that she came up with something as outrageous as, as that. I see, I see on Twitter leftists, and these are not elected, they're just folks on Twitter. For all I know, they're robots. But the, the, the overriding thing that I'm reading there from the very left is that, great, this will extinguish their big economy. And I'm thinking, wow, you're cheering and clapping on people that are losing their livelihoods, losing their homes, their businesses, and in many cases their life. That makes sense to you? And then she looks at it like a political a political weapon? Folks, I, I don't know who can support these things. Honest, I don't. If, if it happened in Massachusetts, Cambridge, the ultimate leftist East Coast place, I wouldn't be going, golly, geez, good, good for them. I wouldn't. I'd be saying, how can we help? Yeah. Same as what I say to Florida. We're supposed to be American back. Of course, I'm the old guy. You like to tell me that. But I was raised up under the old thing about our politics stops at the water's edge. And when a crisis happens, we pull together. Not, holy moly, that was good. Hope it happens again to more Republicans. Who thinks that way? Based on that, what you just said, do you think we have the same unity of 9-11 happened today? No. As we did 20 years ago? No, but even that unity only lasted about a month. Yeah, but we still had it. Yeah, we you had know it. I, I, I totally re reject that. What's that was of? a media creation. I think he's right. And, and I do. And we've, we've often talked over the years since Miles and you and I, both, all three of us, have been together on the show, that they, they tend to move in seven and ten day cycles. Mm -hmm. So if you go back, I think Miles is exactly spot on. They showed us a dozen scenes five million times, talked about unity, to your point, Miles Bauer. But in the end, it fell apart when they moved on to the next topic. And the next topic was divisive, as they like to make it. Is that a closer to true rendition, Miles Bauer? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for whatever reason, and, you know, we, we've now been paying the price because, of course, we all panicked back then in 9-11, and then they created the Patriot Act, and now we're wondering why are we being monitored? Well, it was created back at 9-11. Right. Whenever I think of the Patriot Act, you got me on a topic I don't have enough time to offer a rant on, but the Patriot Act couldn't have been any more un-American and yep. mistitled. Um, right. Mis flatly mistitled. Anybody... That goes anywhere, I don't care if it's a train, a greyhound, or an airplane, you immediately know that we surrendered to yet another war because that's what they, they took a war against us and we politically surrendered. You can't walk into Metropolitan Airport, Detroit, O'Hare, etc., and say, Jeepers, we won because they corral you, they pat you down. If you bring your 90 some year old grandmother, they're going to pat her down too, and we won. No, no, absolutely not. We surrendered the Bill of Rights in the name of a, a underlined, in the name of Patriot Act. Absolutely not. I fervently reject that as anything remotely being close to patriotism or victory. 
Miles, I'm down to seconds. Am I off the uh, off in the off in the weeds on this? No, I I totally agree. That thing is so unconstitutional, and I don't understand why someone doesn't take that before the high court. Because the high court's political. That's why. Right? And, and, and hands full of them are squishy, just like Ludwig. Folks, last time, please be, be safe. In the meantime, between now and next week, give us a shout and Facebook. Talk to you next week.